0: You can fix anything in your life, but if you fix it, there are a certain group of people who go with it. You're the five people you hang out with. I quickly became, between 2009 and 2014, the five apps. When you can order a world-class meal delivered to you in less than 15 minutes by someone earning you know 7 bucks an hour, you don't have a health problem. You have an entitlement issue. We look at our phones and how applications present us information. It's usually around the now. Your phone beeping and making noises and having all these open things can be a moment for you to go, "Oh, I need to stop." Can you review more than one stream of time, backward and forward? If the answer is yes, then you can hack it.
1: What's up, guys? You are listening to the Optimal Performance Podcast. Thank you for listening to the OPP. The OPP is brought to you by Natural Stacks, makers of 100% natural and open source supplements designed to help you live optimal. For more on how to build optimal mental and physical performance into your life, keep it right here, listening to the OPP, or visit naturalstacks.com. Ryan Muncy is probably the smartest guy I know. Trust me, Muncy is the nutrition guy. Ryan Muncy's out there trying to make the world better for all of us. The Optimal Performance Podcast is bold, edgy, creative, entertaining, and epic. Ryan Muncy is my go-to guy. Ryan Muncy is the first guy I call. He's making people's lives better. Ryan Muncy is an innovator. All right. We've got a really fun show for you today. Uh, our guest is Chris Dancy. I met Chris at the Biohacker Summit in Sweden about a month ago. He was on the Hot Seat episode. If you have going to plug that again here in the show – so I'm going to not talk about it anymore now. Chris is the world's most connected man. Um, we'll explain exactly what that means uh, when we get into the show. But what you need, Chris has been featured in Wired, Mashable, TechCrunch, Wall Street Journal, Business Week, interviewed by NPR, uh, the BBC, Fox News. He's the purveyor, which means he gives TED Talks. He's been the subject of TED Talks. He is now headlined by uh, Showtime's Darknet. And as you're going to hear, the stuff that we actually do in this podcast, Chris reading people's phones, is going to be a TV show. Can't tell you what network yet and how it's all going to work out, but it will be on TV. You're getting it here first on the OPP. Um, Speaking of the OPP, go to naturalstacks.com to see the blog post, uh, a video version of this. We'll have links with pictures of all of the phone screens that Chris is going to read, Um, We'll have links to all the resources and all the cool stuff that he talks about some really cool apps that we can get on our phone to help them work for us Um, And of course go to iTunes leave us a five-star review Let us know how much you like the show if we read your review on the air We will hook you up with free natural stacks products Uh, I know you guys are kind of blind to me saying that by now because we say it on every show, but these reviews really do help us Uh, they help iTunes sort of figure out whose shows should be displayed to more users so please leave us a review it helps us and we'll be grateful and we'll send you free product so i'm going to read you one now this is from collier 11 or maybe Cole a 111 uh it says incredible absolutely amazing podcast every single show has multiple techniques i can apply to every area of my life so Collier, kolay thank you for listening thank you for your support uh final thing, as you guys listen to this one, you're gonna hear things that will help you. There'll be aha moments. Uh it pertains to our phones, the thing that we touch and are connected to the most in our lives. So share this with people you know who will benefit from hearing how to make their phones work for them instead of work against them. All right. Um tip, I'm gonna turn it over to Chris now. Enjoy this one. Love to hear your feedback on this one. Ryan at NaturalStacks.com or uh, share this one on Instagram stories, Twitter, whatever, tag at naturalstacks or at Ryan Muncie with an underscore on Instagram. Enjoy it. Chris, welcome to the show.
0: Hi, Ryan, great to be here. Great <clears throat> to be back in our time zone.
1: Yeah, right, the last time we talked, we were in uh, Stockholm.
0: Yeah, on the island of Glin- Glinda, or Grinda.
1: Grinda, yes, uh-huh. yes. So. Uh, Well, welcome back to the States. Welcome back to the OPP. Um, You know me. That's right. Down with OPP. So for for you guys listening, if you didn't catch Chris on the Biohacker Summit Hot Seat episode, go back and listen to that one. It was a great episode. Tons of information and content. And uh, Chris was a big part of that. But when Chris and I were talking, um, actually, it was on the ferry back from Grinda. You showed my wife, Donna, and I uh, this really cool thing that you have discovered with phones, called iPhone or phone palmistry, mm-hmm. and you just told me before we hit record that this is now going to be part of a, a TV show that has been greenlit.
0: So yeah, we're working with a couple of different production companies who are interested in this. So yeah, I, uh, it's exciting. I think the idea I've been doing for uh, since 2008, to be honest with you, and, and I used to do it just at parties and at bars, and then I did it on a podcast in 2012. Uh, So it's kind of fun. And there are lots of people now who volunteer to show me their screens. And some people kind of get freaked out. And I just did it in Singapore. I've done it in France. I've done it at Buddhist conferences. I sit in like a little fortune teller booth. So yes, (laughs) yeah, TV is in the works and a bunch of other things. It's also part of a bunch of things happening. Awesome. Awesome.
1: Well, we will, uh, we're going to do a few for you guys here on the show, uh, in our Facebook optimizers group. I posted, we got a couple people that were brave enough to send in their phones. We have a couple other images that we're going to show Chris and get him to go over, uh, what he sees and what it means and what it tells us about our phone usage. Uh, We'll get to that in a minute. But if you're not familiar with Chris, Chris is the most connected man in the world. Uh, Chris, what does that mean? and, And how did that happen?
0: Um, well, what it means is like, I've got good Google optimization. So my, um op, I've got optimum performance on Google. So no, um, <laughs> in 2008, I just said, you know, I was turning 40. And I said, gosh, the world's moving really fast. How do I keep my career relevant? But more importantly, how can I get my health back in check? So those two things were actually connected, but I just didn't see it yet. Because I came from a background of doing database administration for SQL in the in the 90s and in the early 2000s, I did some Oracle work. To me, everything was kind of this elaborate table structure. So we all know people who are rampant pattern matchers. We all know people who think like computers now. It's not unique anymore. But back in 2008, for me, it was kind of unique. And I took the opportunity to really work with mobile devices, and all the sensors in mobile devices to take a real close look at my life. Just like your browser has a browser history, your mobile device has a mobile device history of you, whether it's the people you've texted or the phone calls you've made or the locations you've spent your time. So for me, I was like, why does my phone and my computer know so much about my life? Yet I have no clue. Like, why can't I, I can't tell you what happened last Tuesday, but like I can look up like everybody else's last Tuesday. What's wrong with this picture? So, uh, the first news story that ever came out about me was 2012, and I was called the world's most surveilled man. And I was on uh, uh, this TV show out of uh, San Francisco for Bloomberg Television. And at the time, I was at a big software company, an IT company working on a mobile platform called MyIT, which is, you can look it up on the internet. And it was fun. I mean, I didn't think it was anything special. I mean, I thought what I was doing was unique, you know, basically harvesting all this information from my computer and my phone and all the things in my life and putting it in one spot. But by a year later, it started having this very profound effect on me. I could suddenly make connections between when I put something online and how it affected me or when I was at a certain place or even, you know, 2012 binge watching television. I could suddenly see the effect it was having on my diet the next day. When I didn't binge watch, I ate better. When I binge watched, I ate worse. It's not that night, it's the day after. So for me, you know, this world's most connected thing was never anything I planned. It was just like, I want to like learn about my body and my life better. And it w- turned into like this health career. So now people ask me about digital health, like, you know, everything from working with Fitbit, talking about, you know, how I think that works well and work, doesn't work well. Um, to working with Google on how Google now shows you what's about to happen in the future. So it's not something I engineered. It just literally means I use a lot of things. So technically, what do people say? So the common moniker is, you know, I use anywhere between 500 and 1,500 devices, sensors, applications, and systems. So all that means is if you were to look at the average human life today and say, well, how many things are you are connected to? You'd say, well, I have a phone. But like you don't think about that's one device, but that device has five sensors in it, and it probably has about 11 different apps used on a regular basis and maybe three or four different services. All of those things are collecting information about you. So right away, exponentially, most people are on two or 300 systems. So, you know, a lot of people always think that I'm connected to a bunch of machinery, and yes, I've got machinery all in my body, uh, but that's not what makes me most connected. What makes me most connected is my understanding of what I'm connected to, and then I use that information to benefit.
1: Yeah, I mean, you were almost like the, the first quantified self person. And we talked about this in Sweden, how you, you sort of, uh, you, you were at the kind of the cutting edge of all that
0: stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, I, there are literally firsts. I mean, there's, you know, Japanese scientists who've been doing this in the 70s. I mean, there are people who were much more quantified sooner. I think I benefited from the Internet. I mean, I just, I'm, much, I'm the most visible, but, you know, I think you can't say the world's most visible. Quantified per service. That's a really hard Google search. So most connected is easier.
1: <laughs> so, what's the most valuable lesson that you've learned from uh, all of that self experimentation,
0: quantification connection? Um, the most valuable lesson I learned, I guess, you know, it's kind of a, a, a big, toughy one, but like you can fix anything in your life, but if you fix it, there are a certain group of people who go with it. So if it's your finances, let's just say you became instantly wealthy, all your old friends go. Like everyone understands that. If you're a smoker and you stop smoking, all your smoking friends go. Everyone gets that. But I guess it's a different thing when you understand that people are linked to habits when you just understand it than when you see it. Like, so for me, my mom used to say, you're the five people you hang out with. And, you know, I quickly became between 2009 and 2014, the five apps. So no matter what apps I was spending time in, this kind of led to a lot of the deeper iPhone policy stuff. I inhabited and embodied those. So when I was spending a lot on Instagram, I started looking at things through Instagram lenses. I acted like Instagram. When I started tweeting, my speech changed. When I got into meditation apps, I started writing we, I, or, we us, instead of I, me. Um, so there are very identifiable patterns that were created from the application usage uh, of that. Uh, the second most interesting thing was I'm not that interesting. <laughs> like everything I do is literally on repeat. I'm like a habit and a, bi- a hamster on a big wheel, um, and it can be debilitating sometimes. When you say, "Shoot, why can't I break this cycle? You know what? Why can't I hack this cycle?" And I think part of becoming connected and becoming aware is being okay with. Not changing.
1: Yeah. All right. Very well said. Um, Something else that you've said that kind of touches on your first answer uh, in in being so connected. uh, You know, you 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 mentioned that maybe Fitbit is, for better or for worse, all of these things that we measure um, can be very helpful, but they can also be sort of detrimental. Um, What's What's the downside to some of these things that maybe people are not aware of, like like a Fitbit
0: or or something like that? Well, I think you know I, I, I'm trying to focus more on the positive lately because I think I, I spent between 2015 2016 helping people understand the the, the 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 drawbacks of being connected. But you know, I think it's to the point now where everyone is is living where I was in 2012. So I'm helping now, trying to help them focus on like the positive. So I, I will give you some drawbacks, but let's not dwell too much on those because right. I think we all live the drawbacks. Okay. So to me, part of the health connected phase drawbacks is. The first thing is when you wear a sensor, you become a sensor. So what I mean by that is when you are aware of your steps and your sleep and your activity and your heart rate, you think about those things first. So the activity doesn't precede the output, the desired output precedes the activity. And that's debilitating because one environmental change changes your perceived output. So you already know whether you're successful when you head out for the first workout or not. You've already made the assumption. It's like you can already tell by all these instrumentation on your airplane of body that things are going to go well or not go well. And that influences your actual performance. Yeah, we don't talk about that. We pretend like this is the magic trick we're doing in our minds. We never admit to it. So I think as we become more instrumented, we're going to find that maybe The spontaneity and the ability to be happy with the success was short-lived because it didn't meet the expectation that we'd already predefined by wearing one for at least a week. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, perfect sense. And and that's the
1: quote I have jotted down in my notes that that you, uh, I don't know if you wrote it or said it or, or where it came from, but it was something to the effect of, you know, we don't know how to measure what we value,
0: so we value what we measure yeah that's uh by richard tapia who's a um a great mathematician. lots of great quotes and the quote is um we don't know how to yeah we don't know how to measure what we care about so we care about what we measure okay uh and you know i meet a lot of people so you know the biggest thing is they turn into a walking number the second thing is they literally sometimes feel like it doesn't count unless it's counted uh i know people who <laughs> yeah. don't don't know how to take vacation unless creating a vacation scrapbook in real time i know people who don't know how to exercise unless they're tracking exercise in real time. Mm-hmm. And I think if we're in a world where it doesn't count until it's counted, then why bother? Uh, because you know, counting, we've programmed one thing empirically, it hurts everyone, right? No one deals with it well anymore. So I just, I'm very sensitive to that. I think if we're gonna do it, the tools aren't the problems. We can't blame Fitbit and Apple Watch and right. Run, RunKeeper and Strava, and we can't blame them. What we have to do is we have to say, could it be designed differently? So, you know, there's a lot of gamification that happens. Unfortunately, that turns into shamification, I like to say. So, you know, I, I want people to think about what it's like to be pitted against each other.
1: Yeah. And, and even, not even changing the app, but just changing our perception about it or, or how we value the app itself. I mean, you, as you're saying that, I, I I hear, you know, everybody knows the joke, like, oh, if if you don't post it on Instagram, it didn't really happen. <laughs> uh, and we And like you said, we all know the person who, you know, once they get, sort of uh, addicted to tracking their steps on a wearable fitness tracker. You know, if they go without it and they don't know how many steps they took, they feel like they're, you know, without their phone or without their clothes. And how do we, you know, you said you want to focus on the positives. How can we kind of get out of that mindset and, you know, embrace what's truly, what we're actually truly trying to strive for by, you know, increasing these positive actions and habits in our lives.
0: Part of it is a design aspect. Let's just be honest, right? So when you're dealing with a bunch of numbers about a life, I could like try to show you numbers here, but it's hard to do. Um, It's interesting because numbers are quick and easy, right? But I think oftentimes you need to balance out numbers with progress, right? So some apps start to do this. I think in a really good way, they'll start to say, "This is your best X in three weeks." That's a great way of representing a number that doesn't tie you to a number, right? Right. And there are some apps that will then say, out of people like you, you fall in this section, right? So out of all 48 year old men, you know, you're at this percentile of healthy, right? Again, that is a, I think a positive direction. It's not showing me a number, it's just giving me perspective. Mm -hmm. So where I kind of draw the line on these applications and all health, to be honest with you in general is, if we could, you know, I can't pay how many trainers have told me, ignore the scale, right? yet they're running around with sensors, you know, just, you know, don't tell me to ignore the scale and wear a Fitbit, shut up, right? You don't know. I mean, you can't tell me, look at one and not the other. Like you're just, you're basically saying this number is more important than that. So again, I think perspective through number. The next thing is unbiased information. So I think if we were to make the information that we create about our house, and our lives, uh, less objectifiable, so you can't share it, Right. Just like Google now hides your phone when you're driving, like you can't see the screen. Like We need to hide some information why we're experiencing it and only be allowed to review it when there's an opportune time. You see a doctor's for physical once, maybe twice a year. You don't get a prostate exam until you're 50. There's a reason things are hidden or timed in such a way. Access to real-time information is not access to real-time knowledge. It's access to real-time information. And we don't even know that's actual information. It's just rolled out. Then the last thing is we need to talk about how to be more kind with each other and our our data. We live in a world where everything's on demand, including our health, right? When you can order a world-class meal delivered to you in less than 15 minutes by someone earning, you know, seven bucks an hour, you don't have a health problem. You have an entitlement issue. And I think until we address the reality of we've got really bad, we've got really good bad problems, we're never going to be healthy. Because we're, we're like, oh well, gosh, you know, I, no one, I can't get anything done. The internet here is only a gigabyte per second, you know, and my Uber's ten minutes late, and the driver actually talked to me the whole time. You know, if you're worried about people having conversations with you, you've got really screwed up problems.
1: That's, I mean, I'm just, I, I'm, I'm speechless because that is so true and so taken for granted and overlooked and. I know you travel a lot. You've been all over the world. Do you think that your your experience getting outside of, you know, certain parts of the U.S. and and seeing the world opens your eyes to that, or is it just something that we could all uh, become aware of through meditation or?
0: I mean, definitely travel helps. I mean, I've said for a long time that we could solve a lot of problems in North America just by taking everyone and sending them to Europe for a week. Because suddenly you'd see people of different shades and colors with different accents that you don't normally see. I mean, as someone who's almost 50, the first time I ever saw, like, you know, Harry Belifonte or or... Um, uh, Who's the guy with class eye I was going completely blank. Uh, as Sammy Davis Jr like oh. I was like, wait a minute these aren't like my friends at school these aren't like their parents are completely different right but I was so you know washed with privilege that I couldn't even see the forest right I couldn't even see around me so I think travel is a really good thing. The other thing is I just think you know we have a responsibility to each other to not be so quick with our opinion. I know everyone I know today answers me like Google auto suggests. Like the minute I say two words, they're finishing the sentence for me. And it's just like, sometimes I just wish like me and them could take a break or have a slower connection, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but that just doesn't seem possible because people value the faster connection. And they value knowing the answer before they even type it. I mean, how many of us have had diseases from a web search? So, you know, we live in a world where we value the wrong information faster than the right information slower. I think that's a perfect segue into
1: sort of the next big topic that I want to cover with you. And that is time. Um, no. <laughs> you're, you're sort of known as the guy who learned how to time travel. Uh, that was what you talked about in, in Sweden. And, um, we'll, we'll briefly cover this cause I want to get to the phone palmistry, but just to give people some insight on, you know, how to slow down time. Um, you know, what, what are some of the, the things that
0: you've learned with your experiments there and, uh, You know, what would you advise people? Yeah, I am the world's greatest time hacker. But I only recently started talking about this in public. So, yeah. So, obviously, we all know life hacking. Like, you know, how do I get, how do I be more productive? How do I do all these other things? It literally has been the mantra, at least since I started reading Life Hacker in 2006. around the same time, I got heavy into Dig, you know, long before the Reddits and everything else of the world. But I'm not talking about, like, life hacking. So, let's talk about just time hacking one-on-one. So we all know that time falls into this bucket we call chronology. Something happens, something happens, something happens. It's an order. But there's another set of time that the Greeks called, which was kairos. So not chronology, but kairos. So kairos is these things happen and they manifest. So it's the opposite of the ordered time. So what I try to do is I try to uh, look at time through that lens. So the next thing that you have to do in this time construct to learn how to manage time is to say, well, what are the parameters of time? So we all know the past, we all know the future, right? But we also have the recent and the soon, right? So again, if we look at our phones and how applications present us information, it's usually around the now, right? So someone liked your picture now. If you go into Facebook, it says an hour ago, someone posted a comment on this, right? So it's very rarely do we ever deal with the recent or the soon. So once you understand the construct of past, future, recent, soon, and now, Uber is an app that functions on now, um, uh, then you start to say, okay, then what can I do in that construct? So the, second, so the next set of things you can do in that construct, you guys do all, all the back. Can you make time go faster? Absolutely. Just launch YouTube in bed and you'll, an hour will go by and you won't even know it. Can you make time go slower? Yes. Be 10 minutes late for a meeting. Time will crawl. Right. So then, how do you use applications, devices, sensors, and services to change your perception of time? So, some of the things I like to explain to people is like Apple Watch. So, Apple Watch has the ability, uh, so, show you guys that you can see my Apple Watch, to scroll forward and you can see I'm going, the blue time says I'm time traveling. You just saw the appointment change. You'll see the weather changing down below. It's getting cooler, right? So, I'm going into the future. If I go way to the future, like tomorrow, you can see like, The sun changed, the moon phase is changing, my appointments are changing. So we can use not only the weather and and the sun in our appointments, but we can look at more than that. So for example, if I were to go into a different screen on Apple Watch, if I go into my health screen, it looks pretty crappy right now because I've been on the road all day traveling to get here. But if I were to go backward, sorry, it's hard to do this sideways. <laughs> I can't, I'm not be able to do it now, but you can scroll backwards and see your activity. So if you work out all day long, you can use Apple Watch and go back in time and see your, your, your activity throughout the day. So the idea is, the first way is, can you review more than one stream of time, backward and forward? If the answer is yes, then you can hack it, right? So if I know that I've got a meeting in an hour, I can scroll forward and see that meeting. I can also scroll forward and see the weather conditions, I can scroll forward and see the projected traffic, other things. Now. All that's going to do is make me hypervigilant not to be late. So that's not going to help, right? So the next thing I need to do is layer in some perspective, right? So are there some ways I can slow myself down? So what I use for that is on my phone, I have little pop-ups. So I like to use alarms and reminders. So alarms, is this too much detail? No, this is great. All right, so alarms allow me to actually set pre-described alarms throughout the day. And they'll say things like, You're a physical being having a spiritual experience, right? Or you're a spiritual being having a physical experience, little koans, they call them, little kind of Buddhist koans, a koans like a little, little, or um, be here now, or focus on others, Mm -hmm. or move slow, or your fiance loves you, right? And just things that they're nice to hear, but what you're doing is you're writing messages to yourself in the future. Right. And when you talk to yourself in the future, you're really kind, you're always really kind to yourself in the future. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So what, what I then do is I then use that's alerts. I mean, that's um, the alarms. Then I use reminders. So if you have an iPhone, it's just a reminder and reminders. You can set up time, just like I did, or you can do location based. So like location is when I get home, my phone says re, says, remember to move slow and appreciate the things you've created. When I leave the house, it says, use this drive to feel good about the world and your body. When I get in and out of the car, my phone connects to Bluetooth and I'm not at home, I get a different set of messages. So I use location and activity-based messaging to slow or change time. So, so how, yeah, how are you setting up the location-based messages on your phone? Sure, when you speak to Siri or, um, okay, Google. and uh, Sorry if anyone's phone just went off. Um, you, you basically say, okay, or you say, hey Siri, remind me when I get to the grocery store to pick up eggs. Right, so that when you get to the, it'll just say what grocery store, and they will say Whole Foods, and then it'll say pick an address, and it'll be a location based. Sure. It does it automatically, but you could say, "Hey Siri, when I get to the grocery store, remind me to be grateful to the person at the meat counter." Right, so yes, you might forget the eggs, but you just became exponentially nicer. The perfect way to prove this is if you were to spend a week leaving positive feedback on everybody's website instead of complaining about poor service, you would be much happier, but you need to invest a week to promote people and make them feel better. I mean, I found, and I spent, every time I gave a movie a bad review, not the next movie, the movie after was bad, regardless of how everyone else rated it. So there's just like this hop, skip and jump that happens when you react in digital space and how it comes back to you, almost like this boomerang of soul. So I just, I'm real conscious about that. I'm real careful about that. Unfortunately, I'm getting further away from the other humans that occupy the space on the earth because they are literally getting so caught up with this crazy behavior that keeps the system going and going and going. I just don't know how people function. Obviously, I mean, you were nice enough on your last show to you know post me saying, hey, if anyone has a problem, give me a shout. And you know, a couple of your listeners reached out to me and I've had conversations and people are struggling. Yeah. So it's hard. It's hard. I appreciate what you guys are doing. And mm-hmm. I love steel tip. And I love steel tip.
1: Well, no, I, so before we hit record, (laughs) I thank you for, for talking to our listeners. I think it's so cool that you're willing to do that. And let's, let's ask you a couple of questions about Siltep now, since you brought it up. Um, and, and I'll tell you what we'll do, um, for you guys listening, let's give you a special discount code. Uh, we'll do Siltep. Can I I use it too? (laughs) Yes. Siltep (laughs) OPP is the discount code that will get you 50% off of your first month. If you put Siltep on a subscription. Okay. Now, um, I love it because this is something we've been talking about internally. Chris and I talked about this when when we were in Sweden, um, that when, when you take Siltep, you have this increased engagement, increased interest, and, and it creates sort of this sense of novelty. And if you think about your most vivid memories, they're usually associated with novel events, vacations, weddings, things that don't happen... Um, monotonously. Like you don't remember driving to work last Wednesday as vividly as you remember a vacation from five years ago. Um, And and Chris, you've told me this since you started taking SOTEP that you feel like sort of the edges are rounded.
0: Yeah. So I was kind of surprised because I've taken a lot of supplements in my day. Uh, I I enjoy supplements because who doesn't like to think that a magic pill exists. Um, But, you know, very rarely do I ever find one where the enhancement is. Soft. That's the only way I can say it. It's it's soft. You don't, you can't put your finger on it, but you know it's different. It's just like the first time you smell old spice on your wife and you've never worn it. You know something's different, right? Uh, but you're not sure. She just could have like been at Walgreens a little too long with next to an old man of mine. So you don't know where it's coming from, but you know it's different. So for me, what I noticed is I think real visual. So I, I always picture when I communicate with myself almost like very fine-tuned teeth on a cog and a clock. They feel very, very meshed together, very, very clean. I've always felt very sharp when I talk to myself. Now, if I'm anxious or depressed or all the other problems I get, like everyone else, they don't work as well. They just actually, just very sharp depression, <laughs> very sharp anxiety. Like, I'm just, I'm as efficient with depression as I am with optimization. Like, my efficiency doesn't downgrade depending on my mental state. My mental state just becomes weaponized. Um, but what I noticed with the steel tip was um, it seems softer. So instead of like sharp clock edges on a cog, they feel rounded. So where they kind of roll into each other, and I can objectively talk to people, I think in a way that allows me to put a buffer, a cognitive. I don't autofill as fast, and what I find is it's allowing me to like stop and just listen to what people say, and then offer them alternatives I wouldn't have offered, <laughs> you know, literally a month ago. It's just like okay, you cool. know, why don't you do try this? You know, I just I wouldn't have made the type. I don't want to say the word concessions, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't have made the type of cognitive. And I think when you told me the word novelty, mm-hmm. you were spot on. It's just. I'm more amused by the playfulness of the thoughts. I'm not high. I'm gently relaxed. Yeah. Like, okay. Okay. And, but I haven't, and, but I haven't lost the sharpness. That's the cool part. Right. It's, it's
1: relaxed and engaged,
0: not yeah. relaxed and disengaged. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm telling you, there's nothing more than being focused and engaged. It's scary for people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, most people you need to be a little bit slower in front of, you know, cause it scares them. They're not used to seeing people function, you know, it's like, you know, I don't know. It's like waking up and being the only patient in the hospital who can walk. It's like, Okay, I'll get everyone food. Hold on. Just calm down. You know, but you want to do it with a smile, not dress like Heath Ledger and Batman, you know, as a nurse. <laughs>
1: that would be a scary sight.
0: That's just, yeah, you don't need to be that one. <laughs>
1: All right. Um, so again, guys, Siltep OPP is the code. 50% off your first month when you put it on subscription. Um, Chris, are you ready to read some phones? I'm ready to read some phones. Okay. So... Like I said, in the t- at the top of the show, we posted this in our Facebook group for our optimizers. If you guys listening want to be in that group, just search Natural Stacks Optimizers on Facebook and uh, send us an invite. And
0: let's start with, who do we have first? Natalia? I've got, you've told me that the person's name is Natalia. Okay. And you've sent, sent me three pictures. Okay. Three screenshots.
1: So if you guys are... are listening to this, um, if you have a chance to watch the video, watch the video. Um, we will put, uh, in post-production, uh, we'll put pictures on the video so you guys can see this in real time as Chris is talking about it. Uh, we'll also have links on the blog post so that you can see, uh, the screen images that Chris is looking at, but there are three phone screens, um, that we're using here. Chris, why don't I let you explain
0: it? No, no, it's it's fine. I mean, you can use any screens you want. I want everyone to encourage you to check this out yourself. Try it with your friends. This is not something I do exclusively. I do this at conferences. I always tell people, do it yourselves. There's no wrong way to do iPhone palmistry. So the first thing is you have to make people feel safe. So don't open people's apps. Don't go through their history. Don't swipe up and close. Just look look at, if nothing else, the phone turned off, the case, everything else, right? And then the next thing is, if you can, ask to see the lock screen, not to see the home screen. And right, the first thing you'll notice, Well, I won't tell you how, I'll tell you how if you care later, but uh, I'll just read some phones. So th- we've got a couple of screens for everyone. We've got a home screen, which is like the first screen you see when you unlock. We've got a today screen, which is the screen you swipe to the right and shows you kind of all the things you want notifications about, but not in your face. And then we've got battery screen. So there's one screen that missing for you kind of iPhone palmistry, true true gurus, is you always want the frequently used emoji because that's where the secret sauce lies. All right. So for the first person, we've got uh, Natalie or Natalia. Yeah. Right? yeah. Um, and, you know, uh, uh, the, the home screen has uh, uh, two pictures um, split in half, uh, not from the same day. Um, one, they're both of a, a young lady, it looks like, in, um, for those people not watching, I need to do a little description. Sorry, Ron. Uh, no, it's got a young lady in uh, a bathing suit, it looks like. Um, And I think uh, the first thing that the home screen says to me is because of where the delineation of the pictures lies, there's like a left and a right, Uh, there's a line going down because there's two separate pictures been merged together. Everything to the left seems to be very much focused on um, what this person enjoys and what they value. And everything to the right seems to be focused on kind of their profession and their career and kind of moving forward in life. And the picture really tells a tale because the line that separates the two goes through calendar, photos, WeChat, another app, I don't know the name of, App Store, and another photo called Blinkist app, I'm not sure. But again, if you look at the apps that are over the fun picture that looks like it was taken outside, right, we've got Messages, Evernote, WhatsApp, Instagram. FMTV and Brain HQ so right there right away you know that this person if you look at her she looks like she's got this thought bubble above her head she's got an elephant above her head so I know right away that she's very into memories and knowledge and understanding things because the elephant for Evernote is an Evernote that's like her desire to know and remember and retain above that you've kind of got the thought bubble which is actually in this case a nod towards spirituality and the fact that this wisdom drives her toward a greater goal I don't know this Natalie person so sorry Natalie this is terrible this guy is insane, what? literally it's like... It's crazy. Like, you know, it's so accurate, but I'm not even aware that it's accurate. It's like, it's, like I wasn't aware of that thought process when I set up my screen, it's crazy. Um, the WhatsApp, like under her mouth, literally is like there's a thought bubble coming out of her mouth with WhatsApp, with a phone on it. So as much as like there's all this text-based stuff, she loves to talk. I mean, she wants to talk and share what her wisdom, and underneath that, you've got Instagram. And the Instagram is right over, right below her breast and above her pelvic line. And that really shows this kind of warm heart that she has. If you look at the Instagram logo, that's really so she really has this beautiful soft side. Um, if I move to the other side, she's got you know applications and a whole LinkedIn folder. So she's got three different LinkedIn applications. So obviously some type of marketing, I would say. And around the LinkedIn, she's got expenses, weather and education, settings, and another app I don't know the name of. Whenever you see settings on the home screen, it's always someone who's very detailed and career-oriented. If you see it closer to the bottom, it's someone who's more myopic with it. closer to the top, someone struggling more with work and, and leadership. In this case, she's doing okay with it, but it is being pressed on by the needs at work. So I would say there's probably some work-life balance struggles in her life that maybe she's challenged by or she is working through currently. Coming in from the east on the home screen, which is from the right side of the screen, at the top, that's always the most telling icon because that's the hardest one really there is to reach beside the other one at the far. but if you're two handed. And that's the clock. So I think Natalie might at times really either have to make time to be at peace or literally like make schedule peace time. Uh, And if you'll notice underneath the clock, she has the Kindle icon. Again, she might read, but more importantly, the Kindle icon represents someone alone at dusk reading. And it's interesting that it's right below the clock. And what happens when you see this is you know that what someone's doing is they're literally thinking about the contemplation in life. And you notice that sits above her education folder. So her making time for herself and her mind in education is something that drives, literally driving her. Notice that's on the work side of this. So for her, it's something she works on doing. You know, uh, another real simple cause, you know, she's replaced Chrome with Safari. So she wants people to know that she's also a rebel, right? It's like she needs people to know that she's a rebel, even if it's in her browser choice. If we move over to her battery, which is a uh, section, which is everyone has in their phone, what apps use and what batteries, we can see the 44% large stop. Yeah, I just want to pause you for a second. I don't
1: know Natalie or Natalia personally, but uh. she has followed the podcast since day one. She's interacted with us a lot uh, on social media, email. Um, and I feel like I know her through conversations online. And I think that this describes her incredibly accurately. Natalia, if we're wrong, I'm sorry. Please let me know. But I I think this is an insanely accurate uh,
0: uh, reading. So continue, Chris. Thank you. It's more fun when we have people on the show. Um, And then uh, so the other thing that I noticed from our home screen is obviously she's on a carrier that's not U.S. based. So she's possibly out of the country. And obviously she's using military time, which actually makes her out of the country or raised by a father, but I'm gonna say she's out of the country. The other thing is she's at 23% and she hasn't switched her phone to low power mode. So she's one of these people who can leave her phone behind. She's not tied to it. Um, if we go over to the battery screen, so the battery screen is always interesting. So if you look at the battery screen, it really shows you, if you look at the last seven, last 24 hours versus last seven days, if you ever wanna see your mood, look at your battery screen. <laughs> It'll show you the last seven, no wonder I'm in this mood. 24 hours, I've been in, I've been in email for 24 hours, right? If you feel like anxious, you've been in Instagram for 24 hours. But for Natalie, uh, 44% of her time was in WeChat, uh, then mail, and then WhatsApp. So I would venture to guess that she took this screenshot on a probably Monday or weekday evening or late afternoon uh, during a workday. If you go a little bit further down, she's got her BPM where she probably would log in and do expenses or something like that. Um, and then down below, you can see there's some um, uh, music was collect information and photos. So again, I think I would like this is the last 24 hours, I'd like to see the last seven days. I don't think this last 24 hours is who Natalie is, it's just my opinion. I think this is a, her work life. Um, and then next is her today screen. And on that screen, I can see that her next up event is Catch Up Marketing Asia. So maybe she she is working in marketing in Indonesia. And uh, then the next one is Siri app suggestions. That's really interesting because she's got all of her icons on the home screen. Yet she's got similar icons being suggested to her. So it's almost like she wants to be reminded to do certain things. If I had any advice for Natalie, I'd get rid of that because I think it's just reinforcing all the things she's not getting done. And then below that, she's got Daily Calm. And Daily Calm is you know a meditation app by Calm. And I think, you know, in the meditation they're asking her to listen to is the meditation on time, which I, the irony is not lost on me. Um, so I think it's really a profound thing. And below that, she's got Yammer. So again, hard to make some suggestions. Lose the battery percentage. You don't need to have that much myopic control of your life. I mean, for God's sake, she lost a percentage between the first screenshot and the second. It's going from 23 to 22%. Uh, The second thing is really try to look at your last seven days of battery life. Never look at the last 24, at least once a day to see if you're living your values. And the third thing is look at your home screen and get rid of anything that doesn't slow you down. Have one screen on your phone that works to purposely slow you down and make you reflective. Your phone doesn't have to be a taskmaster. You, you You can do that. Okay. That's awesome. That's
1: awesome. Um, let's, and for you guys listening, I actually sent Chris, um, two peoples in full and then three, uh, random ones. So let's go to skip, who is the second person that sent us all three of those screens. Um, let's do skips and then maybe we'll, we'll pass on the random ones for the sake of time, because after you do skip, I want to get into, you know, how do we customize our phones to help us, you know, exactly what you just said, you know, make sure that we're living our
0: values. So yeah So uh, for skip for skip, um, you know, one of the things I really like about skip is first He's using the twilight wallpaper, which is kind of this almost mystical thing That wallpaper has this really interesting effect when it's in perspective mode because it kind of the stars kind of move Also makes the stars realign of icons So if you notice on skips from the the applications that are in the stars, some of them have very dark backgrounds like TV and Compass. And there's almost black holes in the night of Skip, right? You know, almost this kind of mystical quality. So I would go so far to say Skip almost believes in kind of otherworldly stuff. If you notice the stuff that's very grounded, like Nest, it looks like his home is literally floating just in the edge of the clouds, the weather channels in the clouds, and all the other kind of you know ethereal stuff in, 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 in the sky. Um, also, there's almost this. Uh, Beacon coming off the home icon with the voice memos, kind of like transmitting to outer space, you know, his thoughts and feelings. Um, there are a lot of default icons on here. So the ones he's replaced that aren't default are weather, map quest, um, and he's created kind of this whole folder for social biohacking and I can't something other portal. So again, I think it's really interesting that you find biohacking sandwiched between Safari and Vivint. Uh, I, I don't know what that is, it's some type of payment thing. Um, but but what I see there is, you know, he very much wants to be reminded of that. But I think the most interesting part about this, I'm assuming this biohacker screen, is they've made a purposeful nod using the nature, the, the, the background and nature, even having the compass next to the clock. If you notice, there's a, like a dark circle and then a light circle on the clock. It's almost like a eclipse that's happening in his life. And I don't know if that's something that's going on now, But if you notice above the eclipse, there's the all-seeing eye, which is the camera, and then the uh, the all-seeing heart, which is the photos album. So there's this, there's this real pull in his life that's a lot of force or a lot of dramatic changes happening for him now. I would say, you know, I believe that Skip has the ability to get rid of settings off the home screen. He doesn't need that reassurance anymore. He can start to you know go to his North Star and maybe turn perspective off for a while. So perspective is what makes the wallpaper move a little bit when you tilt the phone. I think he needs a little bit of stability to get that kind of eclipse of his life that's going on right now a little bit more firm. That was, uh, that was super, super revealing. Kind of intuitive, I guess. Um, I had to kind of pull up my home screen just to look at it as he was talking. I feel like it was pretty spot on.
1: All right. let me add a couple of things here um since we don't have skip here skip is an american ninja warrior competitor uh, athlete has recently completed bulletproof coaching is sort of moving into a new portion of his life where he is coaching people uh, as a bulletproof coach he's very much in the nature works out outside all the time is very big on getting sunlight being barefoot uh you know in the grass very much kind of bridging primal and ancestral stuff with outdoors and nature and uh the biohacking community. Uh I know he spoke actually today, the day we're recording this, he sent me a text. He spoke uh at the uh local FBI headquarters to about 40 FBI supervisors today, uh sharing, you know, how optimizing food and, and lifestyle can help them become better leaders and, and better at their jobs So uh Pretty interesting insights from just looking at his phone.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, the, if you look at the compass and clock, I know you can see it too. And the way they're in the sky, you can see the change that's happening in his life. You know, and there is a complete nature vibe to this. I mean, the guy probably runs barefoot. I'm pretty sure he does. <laughs> no. yeah. yeah.
1: All right, cool. next, next screen.
0: Um, I got time for one more, then we got to jump because we've okay. got some things going on here. So we'll do the one with the... Um, uh, uh, Cap. So um, this person has a, um, a battery screen, and on their battery, the things they've been using the last 24 hours are podcasts, Instagram, and Spotify. So this is probably completely from a weekend. The thing that really scares me about this person is they've got low battery turned on at um, 91%. So literally, they forcefully turned on their battery to go into low power mode at 91%. So either A, they're getting ready to hike the uh, Antarctica. Uh, or B, they're so addicted to the phone <laughs> that they need to like get, bring it all out. Uh, because obviously we can see it's 8.30 in the day. They're at 91%. So they've probably been up at least an hour and they've juiced 9% and they've put their phone in low battery mode. I think it's it's full of disruption and right for for, for calmness. I like the fact they're listening to the podcast and spending a lot of time on Instagram, but I can almost guarantee you this person never has enough time to do anything, even if you put them on vacation. All right. Right. Um, I know
1: you have to go. So Chris, a uh, quick question then. Um, one, what are some things that people can do to make their phones
0: work for them instead of... Um, yeah, so, so some easy tips, uh, you know, I like to people tell people, obviously one, everyone already does, which is just get rid of all notifications. Uh, the next thing is use sound when appropriate. So we can set up notification um, and alert sounds And randomizing the sounds really helps us a lot. Uh, The most positive thing I think anyone can do is remove all the icons from your home screen. So you can do that. You you didn't used to be able to do this in Apple, but you can do this in Apple and Android. So your home screen should be completely blank. So if I show you my home screen, I'll show it to the camera right now. You'll see it's completely blank except for three icons down at the bottom. And those three icons are actually color-coordinated to actually show me kind of my primary kind of you know urgency and kind of just calmness and it's just a very simple screen if i go to the second screen you can see it's a little bit different so organize your screens so that they relate to time so the first thing is just you know your home screen should always just be simple and plain your second screen should always be something related to your health or mind something that slows you down but not overly full your third screen can always be related to something to expand or or or, or collapse or slow you down so like mind's podcasts news simple things books And then uh, my my third screen is all my social icons. So my social icons also have a wrapper. So the great company that's called Get Space by Dopamine Labs. And when I launch Instagram, you'll see that it opens up, but it tells me to stop for a moment and take a deep breath. So none of my social media actually works until I take a stop and a breath because I find racing in the social media makes me anxious. And last but not least, maybe use your folders and give the names that reflect the actual emotions they're creating. So for me, my, my father names are like lust, and that's everything to do with travel, because it's always what travel lust for me. Delusion, that's everything to do with managing my work life, right? Um, burden, everything to do with my house and my car. Um, avarice, everything to do with shopping, Uh, Greed, everything to do with money and managing my money, suffering, everything to do with measuring my body. So again, I keep my applications and I think other people, if you kept your applications and folders that reflect the values and feelings they evoke, not that you want, but they evoke, you'll start to have a different relationship with them. And then finally, just be okay with not being okay. There are times when you can feel overwhelmed and actually let that be a distraction. Just like we teach people to focus on the breath when you're meditating, your phone beeping and making noises and having all these open things can be a moment for you to go, Oh, I need to stop. Right? So just reverse the thinking. I don't need to answer this email right now. I need to say, why do I need to answer this email right now? So I mean, that's some heavy duty Kung Fu there at the end, but you know, learning people to meditate with their phone beeping. Uh, but I think it's important because at the end of the day, the phones aren't going away and your relationship with them is changing and evolving and we really need a better relationship with ourselves and that story we tell ourselves. And it starts with how we touch the things we touch the most, our problems. That's a beautiful way to end it.
1: Uh, Chris, (laughs) we're not gonna ask you for your top three tips because I know you answered that previously. Uh, So we will let you end it there. Quick plug, uh, where can folks find more of you if they want to?
0: Sure. Um, I guess I tweet. I'm, I'm a Twitter guy. I don't do social media very well. Ryan will tell you. I didn't even know how to get an Instagram instant message from him. Uh, this is because I just love like dealing with people in real time. I don't have like this isolate. So Twitter is just at Chris Nancy. Uh, you can go to Google and type in most connected in any country and get right to my website. I also people can reach out to me by a phone, like my phone is on my website. People reach out to me all the time. If you're feeling lonely, distracted, depressed, We can't stand what's going on i don't have any answers but i will not judge you and i will listen and i'll make sure you get through it.
1: awesome chris thanks a lot for hanging out with us and sharing the foam palmistry Uh, for you guys listening thanks for tuning in again go to naturalstacks.com you'll be able to see the blog post for this along with uh, photos of the screens that chris analyzed and links resources all the cool stuff we'll have links to chris's sites and uh, Siltep OPP saves you 50% on your first month when you put Siltep on subscription. And hey, go to iTunes, leave us a five-star review, and share this episode of the OPP. Uh, If it helps you and and you found this one interesting, which I hope you did, share it with people you know who will benefit from this. I know everybody you know uses a phone. Make them listen to this. Uh, And we'll talk to you guys next time. Chris, thanks a lot. Best.